is Friday, the ninth day of December, 2022. Holy shit. I am finally back to give all three of you more of the world's worst podcast. Uh, Listen, it's great uh, to be sitting here in my uh, very cold broadcast palace. I've been looking forward to this all week long uh, to talk to no one for about two hours. It's literally one of my favorite things to do. Um, And, you know, uh, yeah, I think I've said this a thousand times is that I don't do this for any other reason than to entertain myself. Uh, I I get such a kick out of it all the time. So, uh, yeah, so here we go. It's going to be a long one. So just, uh, you know, I'm preparing you. Uh, If you feel like skipping or if you feel like sort of breaking this up into multiple parts, or if you're like a, you know, a normal sane person, you'll just turn it off right now, you know? You've given me the 30 seconds. Actually, wait, minute and 10 seconds. Uh, and I appreciate you. But I hope you stick around and listen to garbage. Uh, I do hope that you caught the two not-in episodes that I did from New Zealand because they were both terrible. I was basically asleep for the first one, and the second one was just short and bad. Oh, well. But listen, being a horribly mediocre podcaster is a lot of work. It really is. It takes a lot of... The, the amount of time that I prep, I mean, we're talking two hours a week, probably. That's a lot of fucking time. It's a lot of time. And now this week, it's trying to figure out where the podcasting uh, recording is, is going to, to actually take place. Uh, my schedule is a little out of whack. I'm hoping that next week begins a little bit of uh, normalcy schedule wise with this new gig um so we'll see but you know that the new gig does have to take precedent over precedent no that's not the right word precedence fuck it's more important (laughs) it's more important than this crap but listen i produced 2463 minutes of content this year so th- that's going to go up by, you know, another hundred and something plus minutes after this crap. But that 2463 was more than 97% of all podcasts in the society and culture category, which I have put myself into on Spotify. And for, you know, every other, I mean, what, I have no fucking idea how to, you know, people ask me, what, what's your podcast about? And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> I'm, a, uh, I'm a white suburban male in my mid-40s. So you can imagine what it's, what it's about, which is just crap. But honest question, listen. Uh, how many other shitty podcasters do you know that are in the top 3% of a category? Zero. Fucking flat out zero. But in reality, I sure as shit don't don't know because I only listen to like three other podcasts. Um, and it's you know, but but listen, talking to a skill 
talking to a skill see fucking hell we're off to a banging start <laughs> talking to a skill talking to no one is a skill that few have so listen consider me a fucking master that's right anyways today i'm going to be talking about way too much shit including nz the midterms dan snyder britney griner twitter again new jersey germans boners children and so much more and that's all right here <coughs> right now on episode number 142 of complaints and observations still the most less than average podcast on the internet with a host who's the smartest person in the room when he's the only one there a continuing odyssey into mediocrity guaranteed to make you question your life choices and your own sanity this is complaints and observations with Dave LaPointe. Who the hell is Dave LaPointe? I think he's a bum. I think he's an absolute bum. Oh, great. Thank you, as always, Ken. Appreciate your uh, wonderful intro. I have to get in touch with Ken again and have him uh, do a new intro. Uh, I just love the guy's voice. <laughs> and a big thank you to Aaron Rodgers, who uh, is a bum. He's a bum. I can't put them on the hashtag dumb teams list because they're not doing anything dumb. They just stink. But, although I'm pretty sure they won this weekend. I don't know. Anywho, listen, how are you? How's things? How was your Thanksgiving? Was it good? You're getting ready for Christmas? Are you buying your fucking kids stuff that they'll use for 10 minutes and then put away and uh, never touch again? And then you'll be like, uh, what What are you doing with that thing that I just bought you? Why aren't you playing with that? And they'll be like, I don't, I didn't like it. And then you'll be like, what do you mean you didn't like it? It was on your Christmas list. Like, man, but, but that's not really the one I wanted. What do you mean it's not the one you wanted? Maybe that just happened to me. I don't know. But, uh, <clears throat> yeah, be nice to your kids, unless your kids are dicks, in which case, uh, be a dick right back to them because they need to learn. That's right. Uh, I rattled off a bunch of crap that I was going to talk to today, talk about today, and that's no joke. Like, I'm going to be talking about all that crap and way more, way more. But I will definitely start. There, there are two places that I want to start. I want to kind of talk about my trip because it was just a uh, terrific experience. And I, I'm not going to talk about it too much, just a little bit. And then after that, I'm going to talk about the fucking Boston Red Sox because I have never, ever in my life been so mad at something that really matters nothing it's a useless thing which is sports fandom and for for someone like me 
who is a just a stupid, crazy sports fan, uh, it pains me. But it is what it is. Listen, so New Zealand, uh, I will say this right from the top. If you ever have the opportunity to go, uh, I beg of you to go. It is a wonderful country for a number of different reasons. One, just the sheer beauty uh, of the landscape um, will literally blow your mind. And that's uh, that's not hyperbole at all. There were so many times over over a 27-day period where I had to stop and like just gasp in in just sheer disbelief at what I was seeing. It was that nice. Um, the people, just the vast majority of people in New Zealand are wonderful, thoughtful, kind people. I mentioned 3% earlier. I would say 3% of the population of New Zealand uh, is, you know, shitty. And their level of shittiness is not even close to the level of shittiness that people are in this country. So it is a, it's just, you know, it's kind of stupid to say, oh, the people were great, but I mean, they were just, you'd be walking down the street and someone just says hi to you randomly for no reason. And the first time that happened to me, I, I was kind of blown away. I was, we landed in Auckland, which is the biggest city uh, in the country. It's not the capital, it's the biggest city. And so it was a busier place. Uh, but still, it, unbelievably clean. The whole country was immaculately clean. You rarely saw like trash on the side of the road or like even gum stuck on the pavement was sort of rare. Uh, but, you know, just walking down the street and someone goes by, oh, excuse me, how are you? Like, it's like, what the fuck? Crazy. Um, but it was just, honestly, it was just a wonderful trip. I mean, I worked my balls off, no joke. Um, I'm guessing that a lot of you, when you've taken a, a vacation, um, by the end of it, you need another day. You need a vacation day because of your vacation. You've heard that phrase and that, that shit before, so you know. That's how it is, and this was... You know, constant movement, constant, constant movement. And so there were many, many days where 7.30, 8 o'clock, I'm just like, oh my fucking Christ, I can't go to sleep right now because it's only 7.30, 8 o'clock. Because you're just so fucking tired from doing so much shit. And granted, some of the shit we did was unbelievably fun. But still, you know, it was, the food was great. And, the, you know, it's a multicultural country because there are people, there's the number of young people from New Zealand that are still in New Zealand is, is shocking, shockingly low because they don't, you know, they don't pay anything. Uh, they have a, uh, a real issue with uh, staff. Uh, it's a different staffing issue than we have here. Uh, they simply do not have the bodies for staffing. So it's not that they're not paying people, which is part of it because they're not. But they just they just simply don't have the volume of actual physical humans. Uh, because a lot of the jobs in the hospitality industry were staffed by 
like backpackers that would come in, spend six months, you know, in various places throughout the country and work, you know, as a waitress or a waiter or a bartender or a, in a hotel or as a housekeeper, shit like that for a handful of months and then move on. And then a new group would come in. Also, like just, uh, you know, migrant labor from all over the world, like the number of countries that, that groups of people come just to to live and work in New Zealand, they haven't opened the borders to, to that type of, um, uh, I don't want to say thing because it sounds stupid, but they, they're still restricting that. So until that changes, it's going to be very difficult. So, I mean, everything fucking closed in a number of places at like 6 o'clock, 5 o'clock. Like, let's say you needed, there was a couple of days where I needed like a pair of socks or a shirt or something. If I didn't get to a store by 5 o'clock, they were shutting down. And the whole, the whole town would shut down at 5 o'clock. If you weren't a restaurant, and even some of those, like Monday, Tuesday, forget it. Ghost town. Ghost town. Some Sundays, but basically every restaurant in the country closes on a Monday. There's, and there's usually one in town that stays open you know, to be coy and, and suck up all that, that revenue that comes with it. But boy, I'm getting deep in the weeds. Just all I can say again, like, look, if you have the chance, you should go. If you like being outside, if you like the, the outdoors, that is absolutely the place for you. I mean, hiking galore. I hiked and walked more in my life in a, in a 27 day span than I had in my previous 44 years. Just unbelievable. And you want to do it because you know when you get to the top of a hill or when you turn a corner, you're going to see something you haven't seen before. So hiking, biking, kayaking, uh, snorkeling, scuba diving, all the wildlife, the the birding. If you like birds, holy fuck, man. <laughs> I don't know how many birders I have listening to my show, but fucking hell. If you're a birder, that is the place for you. And I'm sure like different shit, uh, probably over the course of the next few weeks with this show, I'll probably be, you know, saying and talking about different shit from the trip just because it pops into my head. And, and plus I still haven't really done a recap, like literally a recap for work. So more shit's going to pop into my head and I will definitely write it down and be sure to share it. With all three of you. Um, but yeah. So that's it for New Zealand. And as I said, that it'll, it'll come up a couple more times in, in the show. Oh, one thing that I did need to mention. And I haven't talked about this particular group of people for a very long time because it just hasn't come up. But the Honda Fit Click. Listen, the Honda Fit Click runs hard and deep in New Zealand. Holy fuck. It was like, as if I couldn't love New Zealand anymore. All the people, so many people drive Honda Fits. The number of silver Honda Fits that I saw in New Zealand was staggering. Staggering. So, big ups and shout out to the Honda Fit Click. Just killing it in New Zealand. But now to shit that is the complete opposite. It makes me feel the complete opposite of the joy 
that I felt in New Zealand. And it is your Boston Red Sox. Who have managed now uh, to let uh, a beloved player, quality player. Is he the best shortstop in the league? No. Is he like a top 10 player in the league? No. If you ask Keith Law of ESPN, he was not in his top 50 free agents, which is honestly, that guy should not be listened to or write for a publication ever again. Because I don't give a fuck who you are, or what you think, or what your uh, you know your analytics tell you. If you if you're gonna try to tell me that Xander Bogats wasn't a top 50 free agent, you're a fucking asshole and an idiot. Period. Xander Bogats walks for a massive stack of cash, full no trade clause, full no movement clause from the San Diego Super Padres. An 11 year deal, 290. I don't remember. I didn't write it down. But, I mean, look, good on you for getting the bag, dude. Cash in. Take advantage of, of the fact that you have an agent that is willing to go to bat for you. Even though you've been saying for the last year plus how badly you want to stay in Boston. How much you loved it in Boston. How you wanted your legacy to be cemented in this city. It all fell on deaf ears. Because they had no fucking they had no plan or or desire or any fucking inkling to sign him and bring him back here. None. And you're going to hear about it, I don't know how how many times between now and, and the start of the season, how, how much they wanted to keep him and how, you know, they're happy that he you know, found a home and this, in, in like, you have Bloom come on here uh, giving quotes about how shocked he was. Bullshit, you fucking hack liar. You fucking idiot. And, you know, I'm blaming him. I don't really think it's his fault. I think he's part of it, but I don't think it's entirely Bloom's fault that Bogarts is gone. No, I, it's it's ownership. It's fucking, uh, it's fucking John... And John Henry and Tom Werner and those fucking carpetbag fucks. And it just makes me mad that of all the teams in this city, the one that has like just been a, a part of my soul for 44 years has been the Boston Red Sox. And to see the way, and, and look, is it is it how sports, professional sports is going in this country now? Yes. Is it how professional sports all over the world is going now? Yes. Doesn't make it any less painful when they essentially spit in your face, when they do not give a fuck. And here's the thing, okay? It's a business, and I get it. I would I would be so much more comfortable and less mad if John Henry and Tom Warner sat on a fucking picnic bench and said, look, this is a business. We're trying to make money. So we did not want to sign this man to this kind of contract. You know what? At least I could have some respect for you for telling the God's honest truth. Instead, you're going to spit in our fucking collective face. And you're going to put garbage on the field. Like, the, what, was, what was the biggest problem with the Red Sox last year? It was the fucking bullpen. So now they've spent a ton of uh, assets and a ton of money on trying to fix the bullpen. Hey, terrific. Great. 
let's sign Kenley Jansen, the guy with the bad heart, who's an okay closer. He's a, is he a top 10 closer in the league? Was he last year? Yes. But, you know, I'm not going to sit there and say that he's this fucking world-beating game-changer uh, for this for this club, because it's not it. He's a closer. He's going to pitch 60 innings, maybe. He blew seven saves last year. And for one guy, look, that's a lot of fucking blown saves. He had 41 saves. He had 48 opportunities. I'm sorry, but if, you're, if your job is to get three outs... 48 times, you should be 48 for 48. You should be. That's like a free throw shooter. You should be 100%. I'm sorry. Those called free throws. There's nobody in your way. You come in in the ninth inning, there's nobody on base. You're just getting three outs. That's it. That's your job. So if you're less than 100%, that's not good enough. It's just not. And look, that sounds stupid. It sounds stupid saying it. But that's that's true. That's how it is. Saves is a made-up bullshit stat. It's only been around since the fucking early 80s anyway. Just It's just frustrating. Oh, we signed a, a Japanese outfielder that nobody fucking uh, heard of. And if you're going to sit there and say that you did, okay, hey, congratulations. You love Japanese baseball. And you know all about Japanese free agency and the posting system and this, that, and the other, blah, 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 blah. I hope he comes here. I hope he does well. But I've been saying this for the last three years now. I'm not watching this team. You you can't. Who's on, like, Devers is gone. Devers is gone. So let's let's just put that to bed. If they had any fucking sense, they would trade him today. They would trade him now and get something for him, which is what they should have done with Bogarts last year. But they didn't. Even though they knew full well they weren't going to fucking sign him. So they got rid of Mookie Betts, who was a fucking MVP, who now looks like a fucking bargain two years, three years on. They got nothing. They got uh, Alex Verdugo, who's probably going to get moved. They got a backup catcher in Jeter Downs, who's a 4A player. That's what they got for Mookie Betts, who's a fucking MVP. And they got nothing for Bogarts. So, you know, all these uh, Heim Bloom sycophants can sit here and say how smart he is and how brilliant it is. He got nothing for two fucking dynamite plays. And I keep cursing because I'm so mad about it. I'm just mad. Because it doesn't make any sense to me. Like, it just, it doesn't. Don't tell me that you give a shit about winning when you do crap like that. When you basically, again, hyperbole, but they took the fucking heart right out of this club. Like, who's the leader of the team now? Who? Who is it? Give Give me one guy who, when you look at, like, who? Fucking Kike Hernandez? Big fucking deal. That might be it. Like, he might be the the face of the club next year. Unless they make some dramatic changes. He could be the face of your Boston Red Sox. Kike fucking Hernandez. God damn. Oh, but what about Trevor Story? What about him? 
what about him? You want a fucking two nineteen punch and Judy hitter who has a who has one good month a season, being your fucking uh, you know poster boy. I had a conversation with my buddy uh, Matt yesterday. Uh, you know how they're not going to sign Devers because he doesn't sell shirts, doesn't sell merchandise. Well, who else does? Who else on that team fucking will sell anything? Who's the guy now? Who is the guy? There is no guy. And again, unless they make some drastic moves between now and March fucking whatever, 20th? Is that when the season starts nowadays? I don't know. It's going to be a long fucking season. And I tell you what, no one's going to give a solid fuck about that club until end of July if if the Celtics and Bruins keep keep playing like they've been playing. Both of those teams are a fucking wagon. Fact. The two best teams in their sport. Right now, today. Way too early. Way, way, way too early. But as of right now, two best teams in their sport. The Celtics last night went to Phoenix and destroyed the Suns. Destroyed them. They beat them by 30 fucking points on their home floor. And they still don't have their starting center. Like, I'm sorry, but Rob Williams should not come back until February. Because why? When you can throw a fucking traffic cone like uh, Luke Cornette out there. And he'll, he'll, you know, he'll grab you six boards. He'll score 12 points. He'll play defense like a goddamn Olympic swimmer putting his hands together, trying to block players from seeing the hoop, which is so asinine. But it apparently fucking works. Anyways. It just made me mad. It just it stupidly made me angry. <clears throat> and I don't care for it. I don't want to be mad at the Red Sox. It's not fun. But listen, unless something really changes, I'm hammering that under again. Because, I mean, but hey, what are you going to do? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. But seriously, uh, just just sell the team. Just sell the team so that I can be pissed off at a different owner, a different rich guy. That doesn't give a fuck about me or anybody else. <laughs> so one of the things I uh, was was quite pleased with uh, when I was away is that I missed the, uh, the midterms. Um, and I'm glad that I did because, quite frankly, it was uh, kind of... It would have been kind of annoying. The downside is that the people in New Zealand um, love American politics because it's ridiculous. They find it hilarious. They find it stupid. Um, they can't get over the fact that we as a, as a collective, as a people, keep getting duped by the worst bunch of people. So it's very interesting. But as you know by now, of course... 
the uh, the GOP did a hell of a job to fuck up the momentum that they really thought they had. In that momentum that they had managed to fucking con, uh, you know, not just mainstream media, but uh, lamestream media as well. I mean, anything you read beforehand was talking about how the Democrats were going to get fucking crushed. Well, when your platform, your entire platform is now based on just shitting on people and nothing to do with, you know, actual governing or solving problems, uh, it's going to be a tough go. And that's what happened. It, what You know, somehow, what, what was it? that The first time a sitting president or a sitting Democratic president has, uh, like, gained seats um, in a midterm election since, like, 1940? I think that's what I read, something along those lines. And so just a, I would say, a rejection of... Of, of, you know, the rights, fear-mongering bullshit. You know? Um, it is, you know, it's just stupid. I don't care if you're a conservative. If you're a conservative and you're a, uh, you know, an old Republican who just doesn't want to spend money and he wants lower taxes and shit like that, all right, fine, I can, I can roll with you. You know, because there's substance behind your 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 feelings, right? Nowadays, there's nothing there. It's just fluff and hate. It's it just it's stupid. It doesn't make any sense to me. On the flip side, I you know, I shouldn't say flip side. I, I meant to. <laughs> Fine, I'll give you the flip side. The flip side is I'm I'm curious how the Democrats will fuck up their actual momentum now. We all know it's coming, and they're going to fuck it up somehow. That's all I'm going to say about the left, because it's just stupid. But, I mean, now now you have uh, Trump, who's, you know, announced he's running for president, literally just hanging out with anti-Semites. So, is he going full anti-Semite now? Is that his... Is that what he thinks... How long before he mentions the Jews? It's coming. Give it time. If he hasn't already, and if he has, then, jeez, fucking egg on my face, huh? But we, we know it's coming. Two more big stories, uh, you know, somewhat politically, that that I found very interesting. Interesting. We'll get to the juicy one in a second, but first, old friend Dan Snyder, a, uh, the House Committee on something. Don't tell me. Don't ask me what, because there's eight thousand of them, and none of them really do anything other than produce memos. Some House Committee that uh, it wasn't Ways and Means. It was what the fuck was I? I can't remember what it was. But anyways, they had Dan Snyder testify on. Um, essentially just being a douche and, and the whole like leaking of, uh, you know, the shit that John Gruden eventually had to resign for. Well, now it's being, they, they put out a memo, the Democrat led house committee on like naughty, naughty boyness. I don't know. Uh, put out a memo saying that he gave misleading testimony and evaded questions by saying more than a hundred times that he did not know or could not recall information. Mind you, he gave that testimony remotely 
sitting on a fucking yacht somewhere in the Mediterranean. So, again, fuck that guy. Just fuck that guy. And then Bruce Allen, the guy who used to work for him, used to be the team president for then the Washington Redskins, testified to the same committee that a top NFL official told him that the team uh, was actually the one that leaked the emails that led to John Gruden's resignation. Fucking hell. And of course, we've already heard that uh, Mr. Snyder engaged in a series of attempts to interfere with the committee's investigation because that's what he does. He's a dummy. He's a piece of shit. And if you're a Washington Commanders fan at this point, I mean, just brutal. Brutal. It just, you know, how on earth can you be so fucking stupid? What is it that you're doing? Why do rich people, why can't they just sit there and be rich? So many of them have to open their fucking mouth or just do fucking dumb shit. Like you have Jerry Jones, for example. Let's talk about dumb fuck Jerry Jones for just a brief second. This moron. The guy's been a racist all his life. It's fairly evident. Okay, he grew up in bumfuck Arkansas. It was instilled in him at a young age, proven by the fact that he was uh, in North Little Rock. I think it was North Little Rock uh, High School when they were trying to deseg desegregate the school. There's old Jerry, 15 years old, looking old at 15, like four fucking, uh, you know, uh, people lengths. What do you call them? Four people deep. People lengths. Fuck's the matter with you? Uh, away from, uh, you know, these black kids trying to get into the high school. There he was in 1957. That tells you how old this dummy is, who hasn't won shit since Jimmy Johnson left. The Barry Switzer title was Jimmy Johnson's title. Get the fuck out of here. And he's done nothing since then, which should just fucking prove to you without a shadow of a doubt that the brains behind that operation was entirely Jimmy Johnson. Entirely. And he knows it, which is why Jimmy's name is not in the Ring of Honor. However, this dummy, really, he could have put this whole fucking thing to bed. Right? If, if he had just said something along these lines. Hey, yep, that was me in 1957. Uh, it was a different time. And... Uh, I've, I've learned along the way and, uh, uh but I, I had nothing to do with, with that. I went to the school and, you know, I, I just, I was there and that's all he had to do. Like, he could have fucking danced around it. Instead he keeps, he's doing the fucking, uh, he's shucking and jiving all over the place. None of it makes sense. Shut up. Stop talking. You would think his idiot son would just say, Hey dad, can you shut the fuck up just for a second? please. But no, he's half on the rapper 24-7 with his fucking bottle of Johnny Blue every goddamn day. Just stop. Just stop talking. No one, no one, no one believes you, first and foremost. And secondly, most people don't care because they already fucking know who you are. You're an idiot who can't run a football team, who got lucky as fuck. He struck oil. He's fucking Jed Clampett of the NFL. That's who he is. He's fucking... Goddamn Jed Clampett. But instead of moving to Hollywood, he moved to fucking Dallas, Texas. Ugh. 
So Dan Snyder, that motherfucker is going to have to sell the team at some point. It's coming. But you have uh, a lot of his, uh, the, the article that I read today, or one of the articles I read today about this Dan Snyder thing is uh, quotes from Republican staffers. <laughs> what? Defending Dan Snyder. Oh, see what I mean? Do you see what I mean? Quote, this entire charade has been an attempt to distract the American people from President Biden's self-inflicted crises. Crises. End quote. Thanks, Republican staffers, who also said uh, basically that um, it was a Democratic ploy to get Dan Snyder to sell the team to Jeff Bezos. As if that's somehow like this, uh, you know, amazing turn of events for the NFL. If that Lex Luthor looking motherfucker, the short Lex Luthor, you know what? He's, <laughs> he doesn't even look like Lex Luthor. You know, he looks like the, uh, he looks like Jesse Eisenberg with a bald cap. <laughs> uh, yeah. I miss doing this show and I made myself laugh over dumb crap, but hey, what makes anybody in the GOP suddenly think that it's a democratic ploy just because Jeff Bezos owns the Washington Post? He's suddenly this fucking diehard lib. Get the fuck out of here. Oh my God, they're so fucking dumb. They're just so clueless in their stupid little beltway bubble. Fucking go away. <laughs> oh, man, I'm going to tell you about this cold down the road and, and why I have it. But not now. The other big uh, story of today, which I'm recording on Thursday night, is that Brittany Griner has finally been released from the clutches of the Russian uh, oligarchs and uh, the the government there and whatnot. It was a, an even swap. Brittany Griner for Victor Bout or Boat. I'm going to call him Boat because he's a prick. Victor Boat. Whose nickname is the Merchant of Death. So let's break it down, right? We traded the merchant of death for a multi-time WNBA all-star. Doesn't seem fair. Here's the thing, okay? This is so far above my purview that it's 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 disgusting, all right? And I'm introducing a new <laughs> a new segment. I thought of this today and it was pretty funny. I again, I made myself laugh. Um I want to make t-shirts where it's a fake team and they're called the fence sitters. Uh, and then on the back, it'll say big fat zero, number zero, the fence sitters. Because look, I'm literally going to straddle the fuck out of the fence here. Because I, you know, I don't want to say I can see both sides of a particular argument, but I can certainly see that there is two sides. Well, I don't even want to say that. That's not even the right way to put it. I'm not really fence sitting per se, but I kind of am. In one way, right? Where I think giving up an arms dealer, a convicted arms dealer, 
who admittedly uh, wanted to slaughter Americans in exchange for a basketball player. I don't care if you're black, white, male, female, what? I don't care if you're Air Bud. I don't give a shit. The fact that we traded this guy for a basketball player is absurd. But I understand. I get it. What they've done here, okay? The Russians played us to a fucking T, right? They knew full well who Brittany Griner was. There was somebody within that airport that knew who this very tall, tattooed, dreadlocked black woman was that was walking into security. They knew full well who she was, partially because of what she looked like, but then also partially women's basketball in Russia is a big deal. So somebody in that airport knew exactly who she was, right? And you know how this goes. Every time there's an American in Russia, it's always, and I say this as if I have a fucking clue, but my assumption is that it's looked at by the Russians as a, uh, you know, what can we, how can we exploit this in some way? And I really think that's what happened here. I don't really think it had so much to do with the fact that she was carrying a vape pen. I really don't. I think they... They saw an opportunity, and they grabbed it with both fucking hands. It was a gift that fell into their lap. The Russians know how to sow division of Americans better than any fucking other entity ever. People are going to get mad at Fox News for being divisive and all this other crap. They don't have shit on the Russian intelligence agency, whatever it's called. Because they knew full well that by doing this, they were going to make both sides angry, right? Because now, not only do they get back their fucking boy, their guy, Victor Boat, they were able to fucking get people so unbelievably pissed off in a multitude of segments, right? Because now you have you have the uh, you know the super patriotic. Uh, supposedly super patriotic racists who are like, oh, a black, a black basketball player for this guy. You're getting them all worked up. You're getting the libs all worked up because they're thinking they're mad at the other side for saying, why are you mad? Do you get what? Do you follow me? You probably don't. I know where I'm going here, but I'm just all over the fucking map. I find it so unbelievably ridiculous, right? But they fucking played us. They absolutely played us to a T. They knew exactly what the fuck they were doing. And they've known what they've been doing the entire time. They didn't give two shits about her. They didn't care. They don't care what happens to her. They don't care if, like, her mental stability, gone. She's fucked up for life, right? And... It is going to be fascinating when she sits down and talks about what she went through. Because if she can, because who knows if she can, we don't know. She had to go to Germany or somewhere else to be fucking debriefed before she could even really be released to go home. And apparently this happened last week. But it's been under wraps. Then there was a video that came out that Russian media put out today. I don't know if it's real. Of Brittany Griner and, and Victor Boat like basically crossing paths on a on a tarmac somewhere. Like they literally had to walk past each other. 
what the fuck? But the Russians knew exactly what they were doing because now you have a bunch of people who are going to get pissed off that we made this exchange. People in this country, and, and I heard this today, I don't know where I heard it, but somebody made a really good point. I was, was it Lepetard? It might have been. I don't, I don't think he said it. I think somebody on his show said it. But, you know, basically, COVID taught us something that uh, was kind of shocking, right? In that the value of an American life to other Americans is very low. It's very low. People get, you know, oh, you have to wear a mask for a little while? You're inconvenienced? Oh, you don't believe that people are getting sick and dying? You don't care if they're getting sick and dying because of COVID? You don't care. Because the value of another human life to somebody else, to another American, is painfully low. And so in this particular instance, you had Brittany Griner suffering in fucking Siberia, for Christ's sakes, in what allegedly is the worst Russian penal colony, yet a lot of people didn't give a fuck. It just, it's its a wild dichotomy here, right? It's just so strange that we, as a society, care so less, and so little, I should say, about our fellow man. What the fuck happened to us? Like, what happened? Ronald Reagan, Newt Gingrich, those motherfuckers. They made it easy to hate the other side. They made it fashionable for one side to hate the other. And now it's just gotten worse and fermented and being ridiculously out of control. Partially why I loved New Zealand, because people weren't so fucking pissed off at one another just because of who they may or may not have voted for. But it's becoming a problem worldwide. Give it time. America is is the is a is a is a pace setter. People look at us, and you know there are some countries that laugh in our face because they think it's ridiculous. But you know, then there's other people in that those same countries that like look what happened in Germany the other day. You had a fucking alt right group. Twenty six guys got busted because they were going to try to overthrow the German government and install uh, a prince. You should see this motherfucker. Look that story up. It's wild. So you had a lot of people complaining about how uh, Paul Whelan or Whelan, I can't remember how his last name is pronounced. He's also being, uh, he's also an American held captive in Russia, former Marine. But he's being accused of spying on the Russian government. He wasn't just coming into the country with a, a vape pen. So it's a little bit of a different sort of exchange. You know what I mean? Apparently they tried to do a two for two, but apparently Russia wanted like two, give up two and get 10 back. Because they seem to think that, you know, the Americans are holding all kinds of Russians um, for being a, a spy. And we might. In fact, we probably are because we're not going to fucking tell them. Like the Russians are bad. Don't don't get me wrong. They're, they're terrible, evil people. Uh, we're not like... Squeaky clean here, okay? Don't fool yourself. I'm glad that she's home, and apparently Paul uh, Whelan's family, they also said the same. Like, any time that you can save a human life, you should do it. That's what they did 
uh, and and Paul Whalen's family is they released a statement. That's what they said. They're they're thrilled for Brittany Griner and her family, and they should be. I still think you know ultimately we gave up too much in the deal, but again, what what the fuck do I know? I don't know. I'm just very curious how it's going to play out four or five years down the line. Like if this guy starts doing the same shit that he did before, who knows? You don't know. I mean, uh, the the fact of the matter is, one, she shouldn't have to go to Russia to make money to play basketball. She shouldn't have. I mean, when you make... She's the, one of the highest paid players in the WNBA, and she ba- basically makes like as much as my wife in a year. <laughs> like, my wife does pretty well. I shouldn't say that, should I? <laughs> but, uh, you know, she she didn't make more than 100 grand. I mean, she might have. I, I'm way off. I could be. I'm terribly sorry, dear. I didn't mean to air. <laughs> I just mean put you on airs, you know what I mean? <laughs> Stupid, David. Stupid. But she shouldn't have to go to Russia to make more money playing for a an NBA-affiliated league. It's kind of embarrassing. Look, their, their ratings are no worse than the MLS in this country. So the MLS just got like $2.5 billion from Apple. Like, where's the WNBA's money so that these women don't have to travel to China and Russia and fucking Eastern Europe to play basketball to make, make a living? She shouldn't have had to done that. She shouldn't have had the fucking weed in her bag. That's the part that I just can't wrap my head around. Like, how on earth do you do that? How do you do that? You know where you are. You know where you are. Come on. And that's the thing that kind of gets glossed over a lot. Like, she has to accept some blame here. Like, should she have been thrown into the fucking gulag? No. No. Stop. What happened to her is she was played. She was used as a pawn in this geopolitical nonsense because it's a fucking dick measuring contest amongst all these dudes. And she got caught in the middle. Ooh. Yep. <laughs> not saying it. I'm not saying it. So, you know, it's one of those it's one of those stories that has uh, that there is division, this purposeful division created by uh, one side here, because that's exactly what the Russians wanted to happen. They wanted to stir the shit up. And it worked. It worked perfectly because some parts of that country are way smarter than they present. And then you have this country. You have fat dummies like me talking into a microphone to no one. <laughs> but freedom, man. Yeah. I was thinking of doing like a uh, like a uh, like a rapid. I just said like a like a like a three fucking times. What am I what am I doing here? What am I? What am I? What am I? What am I? Like that kid repeat from Sandlot. Uh, 
So this cold, right? The last full day in New Zealand, I had a uh, an excursion out to Milford Sound, which is on the South Island West Coast. Beautiful. Absolutely stunningly beautiful. I don't know. The downside is I repeat myself constantly when I'm talking about New Zealand because I keep saying that over and over and over again. But listen, unfortunately, to get to Milford Sound, there are two methods of travel. One, you can fly from Queenstown uh, out to Milford Sound. Small planes, um, always, always sold out. Uh, or you can take a bus. I took a bus. Now, the downside is the flight, right? We're talking about 20 minutes. It's like a 20-minute plane ride from point A to point B. Queenstown to Milford Town by air. 20 minutes, maybe 25. A bus ride, however, you can't go through the mountains because that straight direct shot is basically uh, over what they call the Southern Alps, the Southern Alpines. You can't you can't just go straight across. You basically have to go south, and you got to go around and, and go back up northwest to uh, to Milford Sound. That's a four and a half hour one way bus ride. So, get on the bus, 7 a.m., <clears throat> 7 a.m. pickup at the bus stop in Frankton, which is right outside of Queenstown. Get on this bus, and I would say we're about an hour in, and all of a sudden I hear somebody in the back. <laughs> <laughs> Then I hear a bunch of little kids <laughs> coughing. And I immediately started shaking my head. I'm like, yep. Whatever's going on here, I'm going to catch it. You want to know why? Because I've got four hours to go sitting in this uh, small fucking bus. Four and a half hours to get to Milford Sound. You get off. It's a two-hour boat ride uh, in, the, in the sound. It's not even a sound. They're basically fjords. Somebody misnamed it, which is an interesting story. But, you know, not for you. Um, well, you know, and essentially it's about 10 hours on the bus total. Because you do a lot of stopping, taking pictures, this and the other. But then it's two hours on the boat. And the two hours on the boat are exquisite. Honestly, they're great. Except this particular boat was jam-fucking-packed. Jam-packed. Let me get back on the bus on the same thing. <laughs> the coughing. So I knew immediately that my weak immune system is not going to be able to tolerate this bullshit. And sure enough, that's what happened. I got fucking sick. So I've had this cold now for over a week. It's finally dissipating. Um, I've given the cold to my wife, unfortunately. But I just, I don't know. You know you're going to be on a bus all day. And I guess, you know, it, depending on where you're from, 
getting to New Zealand is not easy. It's a gigantic pain in the balls. So if 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 this person that was hacking up a lung in the back of the bus took the same type of flight that I did to get there, the fucking 15 hours in, in the goddamn air to get there, then all right, whatever. But I would say, for the love of Christ, put a mask on or, or put something over your fucking mouth so you're not hacking. And then I wrote this down. Uh, I hate parents, number 45. I tried to count how many times I've said in this podcast how many times I hate parents or, or had a segment where I talked about how much I dislike parents. It's not really 45. It's probably much higher. Children under five shouldn't be allowed on any sort of transportation other than their own private transportation. No one wants to hear your screaming fucking spawn on a 14-hour flight. It was some uh, some fucking couple, parents, on a flight from New Zealand to Dallas. Like, what? They had four children. One, this poor kid couldn't have been any older than 12, 13. And then she's got three kids under five. Maybe even under four. And I'm, I'm thinking, wait, what are you doing? And there's somebody in, in the back. Thankfully, they're in the back of the plane. But it, multiple times, this kid is literally screaming bloody murder. Screaming where you're thinking, oh, shit, what's going on? And look, I, I don't know what their deal was. I don't know why. They weren't they weren't Kiwis. There was no accent between uh, the, the mother and the father. So I don't know what the fuck they were doing, but they had to be in New Zealand for whatever reason. Not good. Keep your fucking kids at home. <laughs> uh, especially if they're sick. Man, that is so bad. Um. What else did I want to talk about? Uh, that, 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 that. I, you know, I was going to talk about Twitter again. I'm I'm really getting sick and tired of talking about Twitter. Because now there's this thing, uh, Matt Taibbi. I don't know if you're familiar with Matt Taibbi. He used to be a really decent journalist slash storyteller for Rolling Stone back in the day. where He wrote some really nice articles about bands and singers and, and artists and shit like that. Well, somehow he's fucking done a complete 180. Now he's just grifting the shit out of, you know, whatever. Probably because he can't find a job with a, a publication. So now he's just being a, a stooge. <clears throat> and he released what he called the Twitter files. Which my guess is he got from uh, some ex-employees, uh, you know, who were, you know, like, hey, uh, this company sucks now. Fuck Elon Musk. I'm going to, I'm going to. I'm going to fucking spread some shit and then got a hold of Matt Taibbi. Hey, you want this? Well, no. Now Elon and his flock of cocksuckers uh, yelling about how, uh, you know, the the whole deal is that, I see I'm getting off topic, but basically the whole deal is that these Twitter files were talking about how um, both sides of the aisle. Oh, fuck. Sorry. Both sides of the aisle. Uh, we're trying to have tweets deleted, removed, et cetera, et cetera. 
So now Elon and his flock of cocksuckers. There, I picked up where I left off. Uh, we're, we're yelling about how it's against the First Amendment. This is a First Amendment violation. Censorship. Meh. But can we please, for the love of Christ, stop thinking that a private company deciding what you and I can can or cannot say within their company has fuck all to do with the First Amendment. It doesn't. So please shut the fuck up. Just enough. And the number of people who don't understand what that is, it makes it almost makes the whole thing useless because they don't fucking know what, what they're talking about. I am not going to sit here and like read the First Amendment word for word, but it has nothing to do with tweeting. So anyways, he's basically saying that uh, the Biden camp asked Twitter to take down some tweets. Shady? Yep. Kind of shady. Then he's talking about how uh, executives from Twitter met with um, various government officials regularly to discuss what should and should not be up on Twitter. Fine. That is, they are well within their rights as a private company to do that. Again, is it shady? You betcha. But they're a private company. They can do that. If that's what they want to do, they can do that. Turns out some of the tweets that uh, Mr. Taibbi shared were basically tweets uh, containing pictures of Hunter Biden's cock. Yep. So that's the argument here. We're talking about Hunter Biden again. And now we're talking about Hunter Biden's cock. <sighs> this is why New Zealanders find American politics so ridiculous. We're talking about somebody's dick. I don't have kids, thankfully, but if I did, if I if my son's cock was plastered all over the internet, I'd want to use whatever resources I had to remove said cock. It's a slippery slope to walk on, especially when said private companies portraying themselves as, you know, some sort of moral arbiter. And the best part is you, you have a lot of righties screaming about how, uh, who was it? That comedian, Tim Dillon, who's kind of funny, but eh, I don't know what he's trying to position himself as. It's interesting, but he's talking about how tech cultures, uh, you know, they want... They want everyone to conform. They want everyone to think like them. How is it different than the other side? Like, come on, man. What are we doing? Again, uh, the fence sitters. It's both sides. Like, they they both do the same thing. Where they want to do whatever it takes to get the general public to, to feel the same way that they do. That's how it fucking works. But you're mad. All these people are angry because, you know, a father wants his son's dick, dick picture taken off the internet. And who, do you think that fucking uh, old coot, like, really had a clue? I mean, I'm sure he had a clue, but, I mean, do you really think that he sat there and go, oh, we gotta get Hunter's dick off the internet? No. 
He sent it to somebody else, and then somebody else tried to do the work. Twitter is and always has been a cesspool, and I've been saying it for ever. Anybody who thinks of it any other way is an idiot. Stop it. Like what? What does Elon call it? Like the digital town square? No, it ain't. It's the digital town square. If it was literally a fucking leaching field, <laughs> that's what it is. Stop. It has its use. Is it a forty-four billion dollar use? No, you moron. But you know. Your buddy Peter Thiel is going to line your pockets so you can try to fuck this whole thing up for everybody. God damn. And that laptop has nothing of, of consequence on it. Everybody knows that. What did it prove? That Hunter was a junkie and liked to fuck? Big deal. Like, who the fuck cares? It's like saying that Trump was a Russian asset. When he was nothing more than a junkie who liked to fuck. Like, stop. Just, just, there's no substance. And the, the entire, it's just, how does, how do we as a general public get manipulated by these dumb things? It's Benghazi all over again. Hunter's fucking laptop is Benghazi, except nobody died. But somehow Benghazi was entirely Hillary Clinton's fault, even though it was proven that it wasn't. Like, gah, uh, Stop. Why am I talking about this? <laughs> oh, man. God, I hate that shit. I am so sick and tired of talking about Twitter. I really am. And you know what the worst part is? I really like Twitter. I find it so useful and funny. I like it. But Christ's sakes, man. Like, enough is enough. Like, what, what are we doing? Ah, all right. Moving on. Better news. Uh, former associate producer Dave. I say former because Dave doesn't like me anymore. But anyways. Um... I had a buddy of his on the show not too long ago whose name, he had a great name, and now I can't remember what the fuck it was. <laughs> uh, and he was on a television show called You Bet Your Life with Jay Leno. And then, as I mentioned, uh, uh, Dave actually flew out to L.A., and he's going to be on the show. You Bet Your Life with Jay Leno and Kevin Eubanks. It's really cool that Jay keeps giving Kevin Eubanks a job. It's pretty cool. Yeah, these two friends do, you know? It's nice. Anyways, there is finally a uh, an airing date. The show will be on December 16th, which is one week from, I'm going to say today, Friday. One week from Friday, the 9th, which is tomorrow. Nope, which is today. <laughs> In one week. And apparently it's going to be on Fox television. Now, here's the downside. I'm pretty sure it's on at the fucking crack of dawn. Like, actually, before the crack of dawn. My local listings say that it's on at 2 a.m. So, 
Yeah, literally 2 a.m. Oh, actually, hold the phone. It could be on at 3 p.m. I hope you heard that fart. Um, yeah, it could be either 2 a.m. or 3 p.m. In, in the afternoon. So either 2 in the morning or 3 in the afternoon. Two prime time TV slots. Now, I know I'm going to watch it. Because I want to see Dave on TV, even if, you know, look, I still like Dave, even though he's a bit petty. Um, and so I'm looking forward to that. So if you really want to, uh, you know, waste 30 minutes of your day for whatever reason, do yourself a favor and find You Bet Your Life with Jay Leno next Friday, the 16th, at either 2 a.m. or 3 p.m to see former AP Dave in all of his TV glory. You know, it's funny. I uh, just mentioned Twitter. I just happened to look at Twitter after that segment. And one of the trending topics, MILF Hunter. Like, do you see what I mean? It's a fun place. It's a cesspool all at the same time. Milf Hunter. I haven't thought about the Milf. It wasn't the Milf Hunter. It was just Milf Hunter. And if you're familiar, if you're a certain age, you know damn well who the Milf Hunter is. Legend. All right. So I have a, oh man, a ton of stuff that I'm going to talk about in a somewhat not, not quite a rapid fire uh, way but you know kind of all right see this is why the downside to this uh shitty podcast host is you there's no way to add i mean there's a way that i could add music to the back of this but i don't think i i don't know I mean, I'll give it a shot, see what happens, but I don't think it's going to work. So I'm just going to go down my list. <clears throat> All right, here we go. The Liver King. What's up with this dude, huh? The guy's whole shtick was that he, you know, uh, ate clean and, uh, you know, ate liver. Hence the name The Liver King. Turns out he's a juice bomb. And he put out a video, like, apologizing to his supporters and fans. Like, what? He had, This dude had fans? I mean, it was a joke on, on Pardon My Take. And then they invited him on, and they basically kind of, you know, made fun of him to his face. But he couldn't, apparently he couldn't figure out that he was being made fun of. I don't know, it was weird. But anyways, just, you know, look, never trust your heroes, because they're going to break your heart at some point. And Liver King... Broke a lot of hearts. Uh, Subway is fucking everywhere. There is no... I'd be I would love to know how many countries on Earth do not have a Subway. And I wonder if that's something I could just Google right now and find out. How many countries do not have a 
Subway. It's going to say, you know, Subway. Well, it operates in 111 countries as of 2019. Greenland, Haiti, Indonesia, Yemen, Kazakhstan, Mongolia, Laos, Cambodia, Bolivia, Papua New Guinea, North Korea, Iran, most of Africa. So that's a lot of fucking subways. Cuba does not have a subway. Oh, this is a much more updated list. This is from last year. Hmm. Uh, doesn't say... Oh, fuck. Hmm. Wow, Cuba does have a McDonald's. They put one at Guantanamo Bay. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's terrible. Ah, oh, wow. Um, yeah, Guyana in South America does not have a subway. It's the only South American country that does not. Um, Cambodia apparently does have a subway. Oh, actually, no, wait. It's not true. So more, so about 120 countries on Earth. And there's only like, what, 180 countries um, on Earth? And 120 of them have a subway. It's fucking disgusting food. Like, let's be honest. It's gross. It's not good. Every fucking town in New Zealand had a goddamn subway. I'm like, every single time I saw them, I'm like, who would fucking go there? There weren't nearly as many McDonald's as I thought, but there's a ton of McDonald's in New Zealand. And it, it was okay. I had to eat there. It was okay. It wasn't, like, mind-blowingly good. It was just okay. The beef was very good. It's grass. It's all grass-fed New Zealand Angus beef. 100%. <clears throat> uh, went to New Jersey over the weekend. East Rutherford, the Meadowlands, to see the New York football giants take on the Washington Commanders. It was our yearly football trip game. Um, unfortunately, we had to uh, to go the uh, the cheap way, where we just drove out there on Saturday night. Um, basically, left in the fourth quarter. It ended up being an overtime matchup where they fucking tied. So I'm glad we left because fuck that. Uh, New Jersey sucks. Like, <laughs> <coughs> yeah, it kind of sucks. But now, so this was the second game. The first, very first game we went to in Green Bay, right? We ended up sitting next to Bengals fans because they were playing playing the Bengals. And when we sat down, we were both, my wife and I, we were shit-faced. So I sit down, I'm drunk off my ass, and I... I Try to start talking to these people, and one of the dudes got fucking mad. Like, literally got mad at me and wanted to fucking throw hands. So I was just like, oh, look, I'm just trying to fucking chit-chat about football, man. Sorry. 
uh, it got to the point where they, these two, like one guy was like, hey, you know, it's okay, man. Don't don't worry about him. He's just mad. I'm like, look, I'm terribly sorry. I'm not trying to start anything. He's like, well, you, you're a Green Bay fan. Like, I'm really not. I'm just kind of here wearing all their gear just to fit in. I don't mean to try to fucking start a fight with you. So they end up moving after the first quarter, which was interesting, but whatever. So then uh, this past Sunday, I'm, I'm sitting down where our seats are in three and four, right? We sat down, we're in one and two where we sat. And I'm, you know, I'm like, all right, well, when one and two get here, we'll move over. So this woman comes down, oh, I think you're in your seats. And I'm like, oh, okay, sorry. So I move over and this dude starts fucking chirping. And he's like, what the, what the fuck, dude? What? You're in the wrong fucking seats. I'm like, yeah, I know. We're, we're moving over to our seats. We're right here. And the woman's like, it's okay. It's cool. You know, it's, I'm like, I'm sorry. I'm not. And he's like, yeah, you keep fucking eating, man. What the fuck? I bought these fucking seats. What the fuck? And he's mad. So I'm looking. I'm like, again, uh, terribly sorry. Just moving over. Don't worry about it. Everything's fine. Oh, I'll show you if it's fucking fine or not. What the fuck? What is going on? What the? This dude was a fucking raging prick. And there'll be more on this motherfucker later on in the show. Because this is going to keep going. <sighs> Anyways, building, meh. Uh, the area outside of the building, not so bad. I mean, you, you're basically surrounded by highway, so it's... They kind of have to make it, uh, I don't know, more fan-friendly, maybe, I guess is the, the best thing. One thing that I see in all of these stadiums, they all have, like, these autograph areas where, you know, old players come and sign up. Like, Pepper Johnson was hanging out in the Bud Light uh, lounge, basically. Not even a lounge. It's just like a beer garden. Now, I have no idea if Gillette Stadium has this. I doubt it. I could be way wrong because when we're there, we're tailgating in our section, not really near the quote-unquote entrance to the building. So I don't know. But what I do know is every fucking place we've been to has had that thing. And on Sunday, Pepper Johnson, but also David Tyree was there. What a fucking asshole, huh? David Tyree. So, yeah, that was it. All right, uh, what else? Let's see. Uh, ladies' rooms at any public event um, have to be a shit show because there are just so many fucking broads going in and out of these things. I just can't imagine what the inside of those uh, those places look like. You know, I, I asked my wife what it was like, and you're not going to get a straight answer out of her because, you know, what's she going to say? Yeah, I <laughs> It was disgusting in there. I mean, she might sometimes. I don't know. Uh, let's see. Uh, yoga pants, leather, l leather, yoga pants, leggings, or whatever. Uh, make see. I combined leggings and whatever, and it came out leather. Hmm. Yoga pants, leggings, or whatever, making mediocre asses look great for twenty years or so. I don't know why I wrote that down. <laughs> But I'm not wrong. I am not wrong. You see that, and then you see what you know what their face looks like, and you're like, oh, dear God, what am I staring at? It's not good. Uh, you ever heard someone call someone else a spoon? Oh, like, you know, as a dig. 
Oh, you fucking spoon. You ever heard that? Somebody on Twitter used it, and I loved it. But it's not a... I don't know. It's not a good... It's just not. I don't know. It makes sense because a spoon is just a nothing thing, you know? You call someone a spoon, that's a... You know, theoretically, you're a fucking nothing thing. I'm running out of gas, okay? You fucking spoon. <coughs> I thought I could go two hours. There's no way. There's just no way. Um, where was I? All right, so we stopped at Foxwoods um, on the way to New Jersey, but uh, I have retired. I'm a retired gambler. I'm no longer gambling, so I did not gamble. We just went to go to the outlets. So open to buy some clothing. Uh, all the outlets sucked. However, we did went. <laughs> I went to the bathroom, and then there was a machine there, like a vending machine, and it was fake lashes. The entire vending machine was fake lashes of various sizes, colors, shapes. What? What? Is there that much of a market within? Uh, a, 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 a an outlet mall at a casino for fake eyelashes. I couldn't believe what I was seeing. I took a picture of it and everything. Literally, a picture. Yeah, Dave. Couldn't believe it. All right, uh, let's see. Uh, Clutch is the best band on earth. Don't bother to argue with me because you're wrong. Right now, Clutch, best fucking band on the planet. That's it. Uh, you know how I know I'm old? There's a, uh, a new Instagram page dedicated to Yvonne Craig, who if you're not familiar was uh, Batgirl on the 60s series uh, Batman. Uh, Yvonne Craig had the honor of being one of my first boners. Uh, Batgirl was fucking smoking hot. Smoking hot. I don't know why, again, I don't know why I wrote that down. It's not even dedicated to Yvonne Craig, I don't think. I think it's dedicated to Batgirl. I don't know. All I know is that it's there, and I spent like 20 minutes looking at all the pictures. Like, oh, my God. Crazy. <clears throat> uh, two more New Zealand things that I needed to share. Uh, pizza in New Zealand, awful. You know what they have a lot of? Domino's. And then if you order pepperoni outside of Domino's, you're getting like a salami bologna combo thing. And it wasn't good. Also, mullets, mullets and mustaches, huge in New Zealand. Equally, they're both equally disgusting. I'm sorry. Like, they're just gross. I don't, uh, I don't get it. Uh, what's next? Uh, Germans. Tons of Germans uh, in New Zealand, and a lot of them just smell bad. So if there's a... Uh, a stereotype about Germans, it, it should be that they don't smell good. They're very pushy. And they don't smell good. 
good. Uh, and then finally, two things uh, from friends of the show. First, Stuart Todd Whitworth, ST Dubs, uh, has finally unveiled the video that he had mentioned uh, during our interview a while back about the uh, the piano that he lit on fire while he was playing. The video has finally come out. And uh, I did post it on the Instagram page, at Complaints Pod, uh, in the stories. I shared it. And I am telling you, like every time I hear this dude's music, it just reminds me, he, he was born like 10, 15 years too late. Because if he was making this music in like late 90s, early 2000s, he'd be fucking massive. His his music screams to me Dawson's Creek. I don't even I, I don't know if I said that Tim or not. I must have. I don't remember much of anything. So, but I must have said that. But then this song, for some reason, you know what I thought of like lifetime Christmas movie theme song. It just fucking fits. It's catchy music. It's so well produced. It's unbelievable how this dude has produced these songs. Not and again, I don't know, really know the guy. Excellent producer. You would think somebody would fucking hire this guy just to produce an album because it just sounds unbelievable. The fucking CD is ridiculous. And even when you're like watching the video on Instagram, you can hear how just wonderfully produced it is. It's crazy, but you should check it out. Stuart Todd Woodworth, go, go, you'll find him. Just type that into Google or into Instagram. You'll see him, ST Dubs. Uh, super nice guy. Almost way too nice of a guy to be on this show. Uh, and I wish him nothing but the absolute very best. Hopefully he does make it to the East Coast at some point because I would love to see him live. Um, again, like, you know, his music is not, I don't want to say it's not for me. I mean, it's pop music. It's not my, you know, deepest. It's like a softer Gavin DeGraw, and I was really into that first Gavin DeGraw album. I thought it was awesome. Maybe because it was a little different. It was during that time, like that little jazzy pop thing with like, like uh, who's the other guy? Jamie Cullum, the young Brit pianist, jazz guy. Uh, yeah, sort of like a combo thing there, you know? That's what I mean. He was He was just came along 10, 15 years too late. But anyways, yeah. Stuart Todd Woodworth, check him out. Um, also, another friend of the show, South Shore Bar Pizza Guy, Jimmy. Uh, Jimmy and his Instagram page, at SS Bar Pizza, all one word. Uh, go check it out. He is in his uh, 2022 uh, tournament. And it's getting into the final four. So if you want to get involved, just follow me. Post the polls on Twitter. I mean, on um, <laughs> stupid. On Instagram, on his stories. So, but listen, follow him. You'll get the skinny on the best pizza joints on earth. Uh, down here in the South Shore, Cape Cod, North Shore, not South Shore Bar Pizza. Those things. I mean, it's really interesting what he's doing. Uh, plus, I find him amusing. And he's just, he seems like a genuinely good guy. Uh, so give him a follow. Check it out. Uh, if you like pizza... <laughs> If you like pizza, or if you like pizza in bars on the South Shore, that's your account. Go check it out. Uh, what else? What else? I think that was it for, like, rapid fiery stuff. The Fence Sitters. I see. That's such a great bit. Uh, oh, sorry. The best Christmas commercial of all time. 
It is the Pebbles slash Flintstones Christmas commercial. Where Barney tries to steal Fred's pebbles by disguising himself as Santa Claus and then going down the chimney. (laughs) (coughs) Man, it's so good. Uh, I wish I could remember like the very beginning of the song. Uh, I can't. Damn it. But then like Santa shows, the actual Santa shows up and Barney's like, my pebbles. And Fred says, your pebbles. Ho, ho, ho. And then he hands both of them a bowl of pebbles. Happy birthday, buddy. Oh, no. (laughs) Happy birthday. (laughs) Oh, this would be so much better if I could say I had been drinking, but I haven't had a drop. I'm just drinking water. And I'm, I have a cold and I'm very tired. (sighs) Yeah. Oh, oh, here comes you know who. Yabba dabba doo, delicious too. Ho, 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 I'm ho, ho, hungry. <laughs> do, 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 do. Happy holidays from our family to yours. Brought to you by Fruity Pebbles. Um, oh, I have a voicemail that has been sitting in the voicemail box for a while. I don't know who this is. So, yeah, you'll find out right when I do. Yeah, why do you keep interrupting the music with your stupid commercials? Why not? Why can't you just wait till the music, the song is done and then put your commercials on? It's very irritating when you're getting really into the song and then they break in with a damn commercial. I wish you would stop because it wasn't like this a couple weeks ago, but now all of a sudden you start doing this. I'm about ready to change this to a different station. Bye. (laughs) All right, listen, I have... That came from a 309 area code, which... Uh, is, I think, in Illinois. Hold on, let me see. Yes, including the world-famous Rock Island, Illinois. If you're not familiar, you should be. But it came from a fucking 309 area code. This was uh, the 15th of November, so it was damn near a month ago. At fucking 1.30 in the morning. Like, who the fuck is this bird? Yeah, it was a Thursday night. So actually, it was she's up at on a Wednesday night at one thirty in the morning, complaining about commercials and music and calling my show. What? <laughs> Who are you, ma'am? Reveal yourself, because uh... <laughs> <coughs> the best part is the very end. I'm about ready to change this to a different station. Bye. <laughs> oh my god, I love that. Why why can't you why why can't you wait till the song is done and then put your commercials on? It's very irritating. 
I really hope that was a wrong number. Like I'm praying that it was just a screw up uh, and not, um, you know, a gag. Even if it's a gag, it's funny as fuck. As I'm yelling into the microphone. I probably did multiple times today, so I uh, definitely apologize. But listen, I'm with you, Maud or or Barbara or Helen, whoever you might be. Let's go, Helen. Helen, I'm with you. Uh, I really wish they would stop interrupting the music with the stupid commercials. And I, I don't know why. And you're right. It is irritating when they, I mean, who's, who's cutting into a song with a commercial? Who does that? Clearly, it's a radio station out there in Rock Island, Illinois. But somehow she called she called me. <laughs> That's so great. Oh man. I love it. I, I mean, look. I'm certain that it's I'm I'm half I shouldn't say that. I'm 75% sure that it's a gag like being played on me, but it's funny. If that's the case, it's funny. Especially that pause and then bye. Oh, God, that was great. So anyways, Helen, listen, thanks. Please keep calling 617-657-4736. Call in. Complain. That's exactly the kind of complaint that I'm looking for. <laughs> if you listen to this shit and you haven't called in, fucking Helen is a better listener than you, and she's never listening. She's never listened to the show, ever. <laughs> Oh, man, that was great. Please be real. I beg you. I beg you to be real. All right. Mercifully, it is time for everyone's favorite part of the show, the end. And also, because it is Friday, it is time for three gripes. Gripe number one, old flight attendants. Yeah, this is a uh, a totally sexist take. But I'm only half talking about their relative attractiveness. First and foremost, Air New Zealand. Let's give a shout out to Air New Zealand. They do not hire ugly people. Good Lord. I was on two Air New Zealand flights. Domestically. The first one, there was this flight attendant. Her name was Emma. Whoa. Just whoa. And it's funny. The older I get, and I was thinking of this today. Was it today? Maybe today. The older I get, and I'm looking older, like, you know, my beard is getting very gray and white, but like patchy, stupid white. I really wish it would just, if if it's going to go, just go. This patchiness is ridiculous. But, uh. It's just odd, like you know, you 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 see women that you think are attractive, and you're like, oh wow, she's attractive, and then you're like, wow, she must think I'm fucking repulsive. <laughs> Granted, they probably all they've all thought that, you know, with the exception of a handful of people, <laughs> you know, for the last roughly thirty years of my life. But for whatever reason, it really jumped into my head as I'm looking at this flight attendant on this flight from. 
uh, where was I going? Napier to Wellington. Yeah, Emma, Air New Zealand. Holy fuck, was this girl beautiful. It's ridiculous. But on the flip side, right? <clears throat> what I'm really talking about is how the older ones love telling passengers how long they've been a flight attendant. It oh, You always fucking hear it. Uh, you know, I've been, I've been doing this forever, yada, yada, yada. And it's like, ma'am, I don't give a single shit that you've been, quote, flying, end quote, for over 20 years. Don't call me honey or sweetie or whatever. Just find me that Glenlivet 15 that this shit airline claims to carry, yet always seems to be fresh out of. Honey, I've been a, I've been flying for 22 years. Sweetie, I've been flying for 24 years. Like they always have a fathern a fathern. <laughs> uh, a fathern sucking accent. <laughs> that was kind of a fake laugh, but it was funny. A fucking southern accent. And so I find it depressing when you, you see that the attendants on your flight are just a bunch of olds. You're like, ugh. It's gonna it's like something's gonna go wrong. Uh you're gonna get your elbow. There was one point I'm like literally falling asleep, and I got no sleep on this fucking flight on the way home. And I was in the middle section, aisle seat. They must have ran my foot over and bumped into me a dozen times over the course of this 14 hours. It's like, you fucking know I'm sitting here. Like, the least you could do is, like, tap me. Just give me a tap, tap, tap. Hey. Instead of just plowing into my shoulder and my elbow multiple times. Because you don't give a fuck. United Airlines or American Airlines, whatever I was flying, does not fucking care. It's just annoying. The old flight attendant. <laughs> Ah, boy. Uh, gripe number two, the donation scam. It's a it's a sports related thing. It's not it's not a scam. It just drives me nuts. It always happens on the radio. Okay, you're listening to whatever, right? You're listening to a game, and it's like uh, such and such will donate one dollar for every tackle. Uh, to the fucking, to the Jimmy Fund, brought to you by such and such shit bank. Uh, we're a bank, you put money here, but apparently we're different than the one that you already use. And they always say, we'll donate X for every whatever, up to X number of dollars, right? What I don't, imagine if, let's say it was for every, point or for every field goal no no for every touchdown uh you know xfinity will donate one thousand dollars to uh you know the american cancer society for every patriots touchdown pass and they get seven thousand dollars at the end of the season <laughs> When they say, you know, a maximum of 25000 or a maximum of 50000 whatever. 
and they get like a quarter of the way. And then they're shitty enough to not just donate the full boat. They only, oh, I'm sorry, he only threw seven touchdown passes, so that's only seven grand. Here you go. I know that's not how it works. I know that, but it, it just, when you fucking hear it all the time, it's, it, again, it's one of these fucking things that just drive me crazy. Like the goddamn commuter rail being dog shit. I know it's going to be dog shit before I step on the goddamn platform. Yet, here we are, every day, complaining about the fucking commuter rail. So now, I'm complaining about charitable endeavors. Why? Because I'm a whiny asshole. That's why. (laughs) Which kind of ties into gripe number three. Women who willingly put up with horrifically shitty men. Caveat, I am not horrifically shitty. I'm annoying. I'm whiny. uh, But I'm not horrifically shitty. You know who is? It's that douchebag that I saw at the Giants game the other day. This motherfucker got mad at his girlfriend, fiance, wife, whatever. And I could hear everything this guy is saying. And he's probably in his late 30s, if I had to guess. Maybe mid-30s. The woman he's with, roughly the same age, probably a little bit younger. But clearly, she has experience with putting up with this shit. And he just kept saying, do you like these seats? I bought these fucking seats. If you don't like it, you can fucking leave. Give me the fucking keys. You, you know, get the fuck out of here. And she's like, me? It. I drove here. It's my fucking car. Yeah, what the fuck? Get the fuck out of here if you don't fucking like it. Fuck you. And then he gets up and, and walks away. Um, And I'm thinking, I'm like, God, are you fucking serious? Did these two just literally... You know what I just realized? They never fucking told the story about the two kids that were fucking giving each other fucking hand jobs in the goddamn flight on the way to New Zealand. Fuck. <laughs> Saving that. Big market tease. Next week on Complaints and Observations, the story of two young kids giving HJs and finger blasting on an American Airlines flight next to yours truly. Uh, anyway, so this fucking poor girl has to put up with this crap. And it and I said something to my wife. I'm like, why why do women do that? And she said, I don't know. And I just don't understand it. Men are terrible. Like, let's be honest, okay? Uh most men are terrible. 95 to 98% of us are whiny babies, right? Um We are not the superior sex by any stretch of the imagination, all right? Women procreate. Granted, they need us, but for a very short period of time do they need us. They're just uh, the more superior uh, sex, yet somehow uh, you're treated the complete opposite, as, as exhibited by this young man who... I I was really just half hoping that the woman would tell him to fuck off and get up and and leave and leave him there. That's what I was hoping for. Didn't happen. But fucking hell, broads, honestly. (laughs) All right, there's, yeah, that's part of the reason you don't call them broads, but what, you know, whatever. It's a joke. What are you doing? Stop doing that. Like, all you're doing is making things worse by tolerating that crap. 
if they if if someone like that, if a guy's gonna treat a woman that way, that guy deserves to be the fucking incel that he probably was at one point. Before this woman probably took pity on him. Like fucking hell. Stop. Just stop. Fucking guys. It, you know, and it sounds stupid to say as a guy. But I mean, I like to think that I'm smart enough to realize how stupid I am. And so as as a general rule, I have a good idea of how other dudes think. That's kind of stupid to say too, huh? Because I, you know, I'm not like a lot of these dudes. <laughs> I'm just, I'm way more whiny and complainy. And just terrible in other ways. <laughs> Uh, all right, I didn't get to two hours, and quite frankly, uh, I think you're all better off for it because um, most of this was awful, as as usual. But you know, you can't be surprised with that, right? Can you? Can you? Can you see? Can you? Can you? That's what it is. <sighs> um. What else? I don't think I have anything else to say, really. Other than, look, uh, I would love for you to call back into the show. If you've called before, call again. Um, if you, if you've never told your friends about my show, it's it's the season of giving, folks. Now would be give the gift. <laughs> give the gift of shitty entertainment. With complaints and observations. Tell your friends. Tell your moms. About complaints and observations. Um, I ask you nicely every week to tell your friends. And, um, you know, my numbers haven't moved. <coughs> Again, I, I, I just want to be able to spread the word a little bit. So if you're listening for some ungodly reason, I ask that you tell your friends. Uh, tell your family, look, sit down at the, uh, the Christmas uh, dinner table as you're overlooking the freshly roasted goose and say, hey, family, you all should be listening to uh, my pal Dave on complaints and observations. And then they'll all look at you and be like, what the fuck are you talking about? And then you can play the show. And then they'll all laugh and say, wow, that was really bad. I can't believe you subjected us to that crap. And then they'll listen every week. See? Not really. Not really, but whatever. Uh, call in and complain. 617-657-4736. You can go to the... <clears throat> oh, geez, I'm losing it. You can go to the Twitter page, at ComplaintsPod. You can go to the uh, Instagram page, at ComplaintsPod. Check it out. Come on by. You can go to the Facebook page, but fuck Facebook. I do have a YouTube page that I don't do anything with. I have a Twitch channel that I can't figure out. I also have a TikTok page that I've done nothing with. At Complaints Talk, T-O-K. Uh, feel free to send an email, showmail at complaintsandobservations.com. Or again, you can call 617-657-4736. Like our friend Helen, who called in to complain about commercials uh, being played during the music. Boy. I wonder what's going on between her ears. But again, I really hope that was real. 
And I think that's it. I, I got, uh, what, like an hour and a quarter? No, hour and three quarters, I should say. Hour and 45 minutes, something like that. Um, you know, I could have talked, I didn't talk, I didn't even do hashtag dumb teams this week. I didn't. I mean, the Red Sox, I posted this on Twitter. The Red Sox are, uh, the, for the, for the foreseeable future, even though they're not a football team, hashtag dumb teams, the Boston Red Sox. And, uh, I don't remember much from Sunday, although, uh, I could put the Giants, the New York Football Giants, hashtag dumb teams, because uh, they couldn't close out the the uh, Commanders on Sunday. Uh, they had an opportunity and they fucked it up because they had two guys literally collide each other into each other uh, on a handoff, which is dumb. So there it is, the New York Football Giants and the Boston Red Sox, hashtag dumb teams. Uh, that'll do for the show. Listen, as always, I thank you, you poor poor souls. Uh, for listening to me ramble and talk about nothing for now, uh, you know, an hour and 45 fucking minutes. You probably didn't make it through the whole thing, but if you did, wow, I feel sorry for you. Um, please take care of yourself. Take care of each other. Godspeed. Ta-ta.